Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologus. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Everyone is talking about Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group here. And good morning, Ray. It's great to see you. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock by USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth home of all the construction that's taking place on Fonts Corner Road. And by the way, that's not going to be finished for at least another year. But anyway, welcome and thank you for listening every week. Uh, We're happy to be a part of WBSM 1420 AM on your dial. We have more and more people every week who tell us that they're listening to the show. And our mission is very, very simple. We want to show people how to protect your family and how to protect your money. This morning we have two very special guests with us. Um, I say they're special every time they're on the show, but they really are. These are very knowledgeable people who also have as a main mission to teach people how to protect their family using estate planning documents and how to protect their houses from nursing homes. So welcome to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you for being here with us. And good morning, attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, everyone. And thank you both for being here. You know, you do such an important thing in our community. You show people how to create their estate plans so that their family won't have to go through probate. We're going to talk about some important definitions this morning about what is intestacy. It sounds like a dirty word, but it's really not. Um, And in this highly charged political season, we at least are going to bring some civility to what goes over the airwaves, aren't we? I hope so, yes. So no bad jokes this morning. But, you know, we're going to talk this morning about procrastination. Uh, Do you know the definition of procrastination, Mike? Um, I believe it's to delay or to put off into the future. It is. Napoleon Hill, who's a well-known author, said, procrastination is the bad habit of putting off until the day after tomorrow what should have been done the day before yesterday. Right. And we all procrastinate at some points in our life, don't we? We do, yeah. yeah. I think, if I remember, Mike, I think you had, uh, you have a, a, a small boat, and I think it took a long time to get that boat in the water. Didn't yeah, it? it did. It was having some mechanical issues, so we had to get that figured out before it could go in. But that wasn't necessarily procrastination, was it? Well, it might have been a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a person in the world that doesn't procrastinate at some point in their lives. If it's something that's uh, difficult or unpleasant, we tend to put it off. Um, a gentleman named Edward Young said, procrastination is the thief of time. Well, we want to encourage people today not to procrastinate because you know what? Time marches on. And Tenny, I know that you and Mike are going to be doing some important uh, workshops next week, which are open to the public. And this is a good opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done proper estate planning or if you have questions about estate planning. Um, so, Tenny, why don't you tell us about these workshops that are taking place, when and where, and what are you talking about? We're very excited about these new workshops that are going to be during the week uh, of, pay, of um, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and one is on Tuesday at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. That's March 15th. Actually, there are two on that day, March 15th. 
2 o'clock in the afternoon and 6.30 in the evening. And then the next day on Wednesday, March 16th at Whites of Westport at 2.30 in the afternoon and 6.30 in the evening. And finally, one at our office on Fonts Corner Road on Saturday, March 19th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, I think you told me before that the one on Saturday morning is possibly close to being full. That That's true. We have a capacity of about 20 people, and uh, I believe we are very close to that limit. So if anybody is interested in these seminars, then perhaps they would call and see if another time or place would work for them. So what number should they call if they wish to make a reservation, Tenny? They should call 508-998-8800. And what's exciting to me about these workshops is that they're going to include information that you're going to provide people as well, right? Yes, it is. Um, but let's talk for a minute about what are some of the topics that uh, uh, Mike, you, and Tenny will cover during that seminar. Well, we're going to talk workshop. about estate planning in general. We'll talk about wills and powers of attorney, um, trusts, obviously. We'll talk about the probate procedure. And we're also going to discuss asset protection um, for Medicaid purposes. Okay. So, uh, Tenny, let me ask you, what, what does asset protection for Medicaid purposes mean? Well, everyone these days seems to be very concerned about protecting what they own from uh, what everyone calls the nursing home. And uh, it actually is not the nursing home's issue, but um, if anyone is in a nursing home, then in order to uh, pay for that, often people lose a lot of their assets, a lot of their estate money sources to placement in a nursing facility. So one of the things you're going to be addressing at this workshop, in other words, or any of these workshops, is things that people might be able to do to protect their house, especially from nursing home claims. Protect their house, protect their financial assets. Many people don't realize that the financial assets that are at risk include not only bank accounts, but retirement accounts like IRAs or annuities or stocks or bonds or all of those things. You know, you are, you're really just like the uh, queen of estate planning, aren't you, Tenny? Oh, heavenly daytime. Well, you I always wanted not. to be the queen. Tenny is a great uh, uh, lover of all things uh, from the British culture. She likes the royal family, and she likes Prince Charles. She always said that she should have married Prince Charles many years ago, and I said that would have been a big mistake. But she's a big fan of Prince Charles, so... I have to read you something about a queen, Tenny. These are quotations about women, which I think are useful sometimes. Think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Oprah Winfrey said that. Hmm. Ah, I would have thought it was Queen Elizabeth I. No, well, they have something in common, the Queen Elizabeth and Oprah Winfrey. You know what it is they have in common? Uh, they're both women. And they're both billionaires, as a matter of ah. fact. <laughs> so, well, anyways, I have some wonderful quotations about women. You know, the fact is that women make most of the financial planning decisions in this country. Um, they make, uh, they, they control more assets than men do. And so estate planning, uh, financial planning, things of that nature, how to handle your assets, uh, it's often much greater a concern for women than it is for men. And the other thing is that 
women outlive men. I think women are stronger in many, many ways, but genetically, women outlive men. So the financial decisions, the legal decisions that uh, ladies make, that women make, are very, very important for you because they're going to be the ones who are going to survive in a relationship. Um, have you heard of Amelia Earhart, Kenny? Yes. What a sad story. Yeah. Well, she once said, women like men should try to do the impossible, and when they fail, their failure should be a challenge to others. So, nice quotation from mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart. Well, I'd like to come back and talk about some real specific stuff um, that you're going to be discussing at these workshops. Uh, we've talked a little bit about why people procrastinate. People procrastinate because something is uncomfortable, perhaps, or they don't have enough information. So I'm going to encourage everyone to try to get to one of these workshops and learn everything you can. There isn't any obligation, and there's no cost to attend, is there, Mike? No, this is a free workshop. Um, And if you sign up for an appointment within a certain period of time with our office, you also get a discount. Okay, well, that's good to know. So why do people in particular put off doing an estate plan, do you think? Any thoughts on that, Tenny or Mike? Well, I had a couple of ladies in my office this past week, and they did not want to do certain things. Particularly, they didn't want to plan and pay ahead for their funeral because they knew that they would die. Your mother had a a similar uh, issue about that. She didn't want to talk about wills. She didn't want to talk about any of that because she knew that she would die as soon as she did it. In other words, some people are superstitious. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had anybody tell you that, Mike? That I'm superstitious? No, that you that they're afraid to do their estate plan because they think they're going to die. No, I haven't gotten that one yet. Okay, no. good. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about probate. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions, I suspect, about probate. Um, I know when I talk to people about anything to do with retirement planning and finances, I get questions all the time uh, from folks who really have misconceptions about Oh, Social Security, for example, and when they should take it. But you must have uh, misconceptions about people not really understanding what probate is about. What is probate? Right. Well, I think uh, one of the big things is that people don't understand that if they have a will, uh, that has to go through probate. I think they think that um, their heirs can come into the office and just sit down and get everything doled out and take care of it in a short period of time, when in fact, if you have a will, that has to be probated if you have assets in your name alone. Um, so some people don't understand that, and it's a it's a costly and it can be a long process. How long does it take in Massachusetts? Well, generally a year. Uh, creditors have one year to make a claim on a probate estate, so generally the petitioners or the personal representatives should wait a year to really distribute all the assets. So in other words, if somebody has to go through the probate process because they have a will, or because they have no will, they have to go through probate also, right? Right. That would be an intestacy st- situation. It can really tie up assets for as long as a year. Right. Well, Not that's... only does it does it tie them up um, for that period of time ultimately, but I think one of the most important factors is that People cannot, or your heirs, your descendants, your children, whatever, are not able to get access to any financial resources for quite a period of time. And that means that maybe the funeral can't be paid for, maybe other outstanding bills can't be paid on time, because nobody can access the bank account until this um, personal representative, which is now 
called. Like used an executor? To, used to be called an executor, right. Gets appointed by the court, and that can take several months. So what is intestacy? We've heard that word a lot. What does intestacy mean? Well, that would be a situation where someone dies without a will. Uh, there's a statute in Massachusetts, the intestacy statute, that sets forth where that person's assets would go. Um, so if they have kids and a spouse, most likely it would be split between the children and the spouse. If they don't, then it would go to their parents. So the statute uh, sets forth where assets would go. Well, that's interesting. So, for example, if you have a man who has assets, let's say he has a bank account that happens to be in just his name, and he's done no will, no trust, no nothing, he is intestate. When he dies, if he hasn't made arrangements, what you're saying then is that Maybe half might go to his wife and yeah. half to his kids? Something like that, depending on the situation, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and again, maybe that's something that he doesn't want to have happen. Well, I bet the wife wouldn't want to have that happen. Right. I mean, a lot of times we experience families who have children that they would not want to have inherit a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. So. They can't handle it, or maybe right. they're estranged from the family or something like that. Right. So intestacy sounds like probably the worst thing that somebody could do. It is. I mean, if you don't plan, um, then the government has a plan for you, and I'm not sure that's what you would want to have happen. We're talking, ladies and gentlemen, with attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance as a special guest this morning and talking about their upcoming uh, webinars, uh, not webinars, uh, seminars and workshops they're doing. Mike, why don't you give us the dates again of when these are taking place and how people can attend if they want to attend one of these workshops? Sure. We have two on Tuesday, March 15th. One's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, one's at 6.30 at night, and that's at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. We have two on Wednesday, March 16th at Whites of Westport. The first is at 2.30 in the afternoon, and the second is at 6.30. And then finally, on Saturday, March 19th, we have one at our office, Lance Law and USA Wealth Group office at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and that's at 10 a.m. And Tenny, um, what should somebody do if they wish to go? You want them to make a reservation? It's important that you make a reservation, yes, to be certain that we have the capacity at the facility to accommodate you. For example, the one on Saturday the 19th is nearly full, so if you're interested in going to that one, I would call our office as soon as possible. And that office number is 508-998-8800. And I guess you want to encourage people to do that because what you said earlier is that uh, you're getting a fairly good response to people attending Yes, Um, and we want to be sure that that there's seating capacity. Our office can seat a a fairly good number, but still it is a limited number. I I need to give you, Tenny, one more quotation um, about women because I think you'll like this one. And I'll give you a hint, but you have to guess. This was from a British citizen. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Was that Margaret Thatcher? That was Margaret Thatcher. Very good. The Iron Lady. She had some great quotations, and she was a very strong woman. I mean, she really turned around and saved the British Empire there for a while, didn't she? When they were having difficulties. Yes, I may not have uh, agreed with all of her uh, policies. She and Ronald Reagan were great friends. They were both very conservative folk, but they both did wonderful things as well. Was Margaret Thatcher in power? I'm going to ask you a question that maybe you know, maybe you don't. Was she in power... When Argentina took over the Falklands Islands and then the British went and invaded the Falklands Islands and took them back? I 
I'm not certain about that. That was, um, I believe, in the 1970s, early 70s, late 60s. I don't remember. I think she might have been. I'm not 100% sure myself. So I should have had my iPad beside me, and then we could have figured out the answer to that right. very quickly. Well, we're talking about uh, intestacy, uh, Mike and Tenny, and the fact that intestacy is like the worst thing you can do to help your family because you're not helping them at all. Um, and one of the alternatives is to do a will, but then, Mike, you were saying that if you have a will, the will has to go through probate. And that's going to take a long time. It's a public right. record. It's expensive. Right. It's costly. Um, you have to publish in a newspaper, which can be $400. There are fees just to get into court. And then, of course, there are attorney's fees. It can take a long time. And as Tenny said, it um, wraps up assets so people can't access them. So, yeah, it's something that you want to avoid. So what's, what's an alternative to doing nothing or doing a will? What's an alternative to that that might be a better choice for a lot of people? Well, depending on your estate, um, you can do a few different things. There's joint tenancy, which has its downfalls. Um, you can also do a revocable living trust or another kind of trust. Okay, let's take, those, let's take those one at a time. What's a joint tenancy? What does that mean? Well, joint tenancy is a situation where you have an asset with a title and you have more than one person on the asset, basically. So if it's real estate, you can have uh, hold it as tenants by the entirety if your spouses, um, if you're a sibling, you can hold it jointly as joint tenants with rights of survivorship with your siblings. Um, with regard to bank accounts, you can have more than one person on a bank account, so that would be joint tenancy. Okay. So there's times when that's good, and, and there's what, like an automatic right of survivorship with a joint tenancy? Right. There are different ways uh, to go about it um, with regard to real estate, if it's tenants in common. Um, the, each person can have their own will and their own estate to determine where their share of the property goes. Okay, let me, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, explain a tenants in common. What does that mean? Tenants in common, it's more than one person on a piece of real estate, basically. And when one person dies, instead of their interest passing automatically to the other tenants on the piece of real estate, it goes down to their descendants, whoever they choose it to go to. So you might have two brothers, for example, on tenants right. in common. Right. And so that means they each own 50-50, mm -hmm. but there's no right of survivorship if one of them dies. Right. Each person's a, share goes to their own family. Right. I okay. had a client recently who um, inherited property in New York with her brother, and she thought that when she died that he would get her interest, but it turned out they were tenants in common. Mm. So we were able to put her interest in a trust and um, pass it along to her kids instead of her brother taking it. I want to ask you a question because something strikes me from my memory banks. Um, are you also admitted to practice in New York? I am, yes. That's what I thought. So yeah. you can practice in both uh, New York and uh, Massachusetts. Then. Right. Yeah, and we can also contact attorneys in other states to help us accomplish these things. All right. How, how is that done? Well, for instance, we have a lot of clients with property in Florida. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they want to deed their property into a trust. Um, so we have an attorney down there that we work with a lot to prepare deeds and other documents, and then they get it back to us and have the client sign. So, yeah, we do that quite a bit. Okay. And, uh, Tenny, I think in your office you belong to a nationally-based uh, organization that gives you a network of lawyers. We actually belong to two national organizations. One is the American Academy of Estate Planning Attorneys, and those are the folks that we most often refer to if we have an out-of-state uh, interest to deal with. Those folks are um, 
well attuned in the field of estate planning. They are extremely well educated uh, people and all sort of talk the same language that we do about estate planning. We also are members of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. That organization tends to deal more with um, elder law issues, with Medicaid, with special needs, and so forth. So if we had an issue in another state dealing with that kind of thing, we'd probably contact a NALA attorney. So in other words, if, if you represent somebody in Massachusetts, for example, and they also have property in another state, you have a network that you can work with to help them handle that property in another state. Yes. In fact, um, Mike, this last week, has been working with an attorney in Maine to try to uh, clear up some title issues that uh, of a property that was property of one of our clients who was a Massachusetts resident, but also had property in Maine. That's good. What is the name of your firm, by the way? I think we neglected to mention that. And where are you located? Lance, Lance Law, Inc., and we're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Okay. And do you work on Saturdays? No. No? Or only by appointment? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually a good policy. So, Tenny, tell me, uh, who is this person named Susie Ormon? Susie Ormon is a, um, is a speaker, a uh, writer, somebody who believes uh, – that she is an expert on financial policy and so forth. And she is uh, on television a lot. And uh, fortunately for us, she likes the American Academy of Estate Planning Attorneys. And she even states in her literature that if anybody is looking for estate planning documents, they should seek out an American Academy member. Which is what you folks are. So in my research doing quotations, I happened to come across a quotation from Susie Orman. And Tenny, I'm going to give you the pleasure of reading this quotation from Susie Orman. A revocable living trust allows your heirs to avoid probate entirely and keeps you in complete control of your finances while you're alive. You can always make changes to what's in the trust and to how you'd ultimately like it managed or dispersed. And that really sums up the beauty of a living trust. I explain it all the time to people who are concerned that if they put their assets into a trust, they're going to lose control somehow and uh, not be able to access those assets easily. And we actually recently got a client because of Susie Orman. Oh, no kidding. That's interesting. I had a woman come in with her mother, and her mother was doing certain things, and uh, the woman was asking about trust and said Susie Orman loves trust, so we actually retained her and oh, isn't that funny? did a trust for her. That's interesting. Well, then that was a good quotation uh, for you to read, Tenny. Now, it's important to understand that what Susie in that quote was talking about is a revocable living trust, and there are, of course, other kinds of trusts that I think we'll talk about maybe later. Well, you know, how you handle your finances and how you handle your legal documents, ladies and gentlemen, is critically important. It makes a difference in terms of how quickly your family will receive your assets after you're gone, how much money you're going to pay to do that, and uh, how much money you can save. But um, tell me, what does a living trust do in terms of, let's say it's a married couple, what does it do in terms of taxes, estate taxes, for example? 
Um, well, it can help. On, here in Massachusetts, there is an estate tax exemption amount of a million dollars per person. So if a couple has a, an estate below $2 million, uh, we can help to save on the estate tax liability using subtrusts within the trust. And it can be complicated, but we can help save on that estate tax. So in terms of estate taxes, uh, Mike, I'm going to switch over to Tenny for one second. Um, let's say somebody had a house and maybe some IRA accounts and some life insurance because all that is combined, isn't it, in terms of being your estate for tax purposes. Uh, if somebody has more than a million dollars adding all that together, do they have a taxable estate right now? Uh, if they are an individual, they definitely have a taxable estate. If they are a couple, they have a taxable estate on the death of the second spouse. And that's important to remember that we can save on both, uh, we can preserve both of those exemptions. In other words, if you happen to have a slightly larger estate or anything over a million dollars, you may have a Massachusetts taxable estate right now. Is that accurate? Yes, it's accurate. And what is amazing to most people is that more and more people do have estates over a million dollars. If you have a house, if you have life insurance policies, if you have IRAs or 401ks, annuities or stocks or whatever, when you add those all together, more and more of the people we are seeing have estates over a million dollars. We're going to continue our discussion uh, about other legal documents that you might need to have in place to protect your family, but we're also going to talk about some financial things right after our short break. We're going to talk about Social Security and some other things. I'm going to leave you with a quotation before the break from Rod Stewart, one of my favorite all-time singers. He said, My father, being a Scotsman, taught me how to look after finances. I'm shrewd. Some people may call me tight. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning on WBSM, 1420 AM on your dial. We really appreciate your listening. Our mission is to try to explain things and teach things to our listening audience that will be helpful to you and showing you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. So we're talking this morning with attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance. And uh, Mike, why don't you explain again about the webinars? I keep saying webinars. Seminars. Seminars and workshops that are going to happen next week. Yeah, we have two on Tuesday, March 15th at the Hampton Inn. The first one's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The second one's at 6.30 at night. Uh, we have two on Wednesday, March 16th at Whites of Westport. The first one's at 2.30, and the second is at 6.30. And then on Saturday, March 19th, we have one at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road, and that's at 10 o'clock. And if you want to register for any of those, you can call us on Monday at 508-998-8800, or you could also go online uh, to lancelawinc.com and register there. So you don't have to wait. So we certainly encourage folks uh, who are listening to call in one of those numbers and make a reservation. Uh, there's so much you're going to learn. It's a small investment of your time, but hopefully a big investment for your future. What I'd like to mention also is that um, as part of the program that you're doing at the end or the beginning, um, I'm also going to be doing some uh, presentation on recent Social Security changes. There is a very important date. It doesn't impact everybody, but it will impact a lot of people, and that's April 30th. 
And we often talk about things that are very date-specific on this show. April 30th is a critical date in terms of some really significant Social Security changes. If you miss this date, it can cost your family literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, unclaimed, unused Social Security benefits. Um, the law has changed going back to last year when the new budget bill was passed in this country. Um, we do have a budget bill that passes every year. And what they did is they created some changes in the Social Security program. So when we do these webinars next week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday, we're going to be talking about uh, ways in which you can make more money safely without risking your principal. We're going to be talking about IRAs and 401ks and how you designate beneficiaries. We're going to be talking about some of the key Social Security rules. One thing you may not know is that the folks at Social Security office, although they do a good job, they're really not allowed to explain to you the key strategies for how you can maximize Social Security benefits. So we're going to be talking about delayed retirement credits, how you can save taxes on your Social Security benefits. There are ways you can do that. A lot of people don't realize, I had uh, a lengthy explanation a couple of days ago in my office with a gentleman uh, trying to explain to him how part of your Social Security can be subjected to income tax depending upon the amount of money that you make. And he didn't realize that. And so it makes a big difference for many people. So come and listen to some ideas about your finances, your retirement income. What can you do to create more retirement income for yourself? You know, um, Mike and Tenny, one of the things that I was looking at this past week uh, when Nancy Reagan, the former first lady, passed away, uh, she was over 90. 94. 94. Um, she was a very interesting lady, and so was her husband, Ronald Reagan. So I looked up some uh, quotations uh, from Ronald Reagan, and I thought in this heavily charged political season, it was interesting to see some of the things uh, that he had uh, written. And one of the things he wrote was, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. And he also said something which I think is very interested in, uh, interesting in this generation. When you can't make them see the light, make them feel the heat. And I like that. This sort of epitomizes the hard-charging Ronald Reagan, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and then he said, government's first duty is to protect the people not run their lives. And I like that a lot. He had a lot of really great quotations. We'll give you a couple more in a few minutes. And that sort of pertains to some of the things that we're talking about this morning because we're talking about things that you can do to protect your family. So we've talked a little bit about intestacy and what that means, uh, Mike and Tenny. We've talked about wills. The, you know, There's good things about wills. There's bad things about wills because they go through probate. And then you talked a little bit about trust and living trust and so forth. What are some of the other kinds of documents and things that people really ought to have to protect their families? Well, I think one of those is uh, health care power of attorney. It's a really important document. If someone's in the hospital, they can't make decisions on their own, um, and there's no health care proxy in place, someone would have to go to court to be appointed a guardian and possibly a conservator. So that's a very important document. It's easy to draft. Uh, we can certainly do that for you, um, but it's one that you should certainly have. 
Another is a durable power of attorney for property. Just as Mike said that somebody could act on your behalf with regard to your body, the durable power of attorney for property allows someone to act on your behalf with regard to your property. And that's often important. It avoids what is called conservatorship. That's a court process and uh, a cumbersome and lengthy one that can be totally avoided if you put in place this durable power of attorney for property. So what is a guardian and, and why do we want to avoid having to have a guardian if we can? Well, a guardian is someone that would be making decisions for someone else with regard to their health care. Um, and the guardianship process is a long process. You need um, doctors, letters, you need all sorts of information about health. It's a public process, so anyone can listen in on what's going on with your relatives. So it's something you want to avoid. It, it was... Um the law was made more stringent back in about 2009, and that was because uh, many people were getting appointed more easily as a guardian, and you don't obviously want that to happen. You want somebody who's going to be looking out for your welfare, not necessarily others, when they are taking care of your body. So uh, there is a new phrase in the law called a protected person, and that's the, the uh, person who... Um, has a guardian appointed for them by the court, but the court is anxious to make sure that that guardian is looking out for the best interests of that person. And does a person who is going to have a guardianship or a guardian appointed for them, do they have to be declared incompetent or deficient in some fashion? Well, they have to be unable to make sound decisions for themselves about their body. And so I guess the ideal is that nobody would want to have that said about them, would they? I certainly wouldn't. No. And one way to avoid that is to have these powers of attorney. Right. Because then you don't have to go to court. Right. A lot of times when I meet with people and I say, well, you should have a health care proxy, they say, well, I just already signed one at the hospital when I was last there. But a lot of times those are limited to particular operations or um, stays in the hospital. They don't carry over to other situations. Okay, that's good to know. You know, one of the questions I wanted to ask uh, you, Mike and Tenny, is um, you have certain kinds of documents and reports you can give to people as well that explain some of this, right? We do. We have brochures about all of what we're talking about today, about uh, different kinds of trusts, about probate. So sure, if you want more information, feel free to give us a call. Okay. Or attend one of the seminars. Or attend one of the seminars. That would be good, too. Okay. So we're talking with attorney Michael Coleman, attorney Tenny Lance. Um, your, your practice, your law firm, your business really specializes in the area of what? Estate planning, retirement planning, Medicaid planning? Yep. Estate planning, Medicaid planning. We also do real estate. I don't think many people know that, but we handle sale of property. Uh, many times it's when someone's passed away, their heirs want to sell the property, but we also do real estate. Mm. Well, you have a good history of helping a lot of people, so that's real important, and you know, keep up that good work. Mm -hmm. So if you want an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to learn more about the process and what it entails and what it costs and things of that nature, you should plan to attend uh, one of the seminars, not a webinar, a right. seminar. Okay, I'll finally get that right. And we try to call them workshops because people sometimes are intimidated by the word seminar, so they're going to some college course. It's uh, it's a 
evening or an afternoon that is enjoyable, it's informative, and it's relatively informal. So don't be intimidated about calling to ask for a seat for yourself. So it's about an hour and a half of somebody's time, and these will be uh, given on Tuesday, March 15th, uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 6.30 at night at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. That's virtually across the street from the Walmart uh, there. And um, also on Wednesday, March 16th at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon or 6.30 at night, a little slightly different time. That's at White's of Westport on uh, Route 6 in Westport. And then on Saturday, March 19th at your office on 352 Fonts Corner Road, and that's at 10 o'clock in the morning. And you know, Ray, I'm very excited about having you participate in these workshops with us to talk not only about Social Security, but about other kinds of financial planning that's very important to people. I've spent time this past week talking with people about annuities, and most people don't seem to know exactly what an annuity is or how it can work, and you do a lot of work in that field, right? Well, we do, and we always start out by showing somebody <clears throat> excuse me, um, their budget and how to handle a budget. Because if you don't start out with a budget first, you don't know what your expenses are and what your income is. And then we try to determine if somebody has an income gap. And only then, after we've done that, do we take a look at the other sources of assets that they have. Um, social security planning is critically important. Most people make the wrong decisions about social security out of ignorance. Um, about a week ago, I was actually on uh, the radio with Brian, uh, the cab driver. Uh, actually, I'm not sure he says the cab driver anymore, does he? Uh, I think he uses something different, but he's a great guy. He does a super show. And we had about a half a dozen calls come in, and it's just amazing the misinformation that people have about Social Security. Uh, don't listen to your neighbor. Get some actual advice. And by the way, we have a, a really good handout called the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security uh, prepared by a national organization that we belong to. Uh, we provide that information at the workshops as well. So take the time to do it. Uh, Andy Williams, the singer, once said, we teach about how to drive in school, but not how to manage finances. We don't teach finances in this country. And it ought to start with the elementary grades, and it ought to be in middle school, it ought to be in high school, and it ought to be in college. Well, that's um, absolutely true. When my dad died, my mother had no idea how to uh, use a checkbook, how to um, make sure that the balance was proper and so forth. She just did not understand even how to write a check. Well, and that's true. And, and that leads into a couple of quotations that you didn't even know that I had here, Tenny. Uh, Maria Bart Bartiromo, the uh, television star, said, Most women outlive their spouses. Divorce remains at record rates. It's important for a woman to be able to control her finances. And the fact is that women do control most of the assets, but there are too many situations in which they don't. And if it's a marriage situation, often it's the husband who doesn't provide correctly. So attending one of the workshops is an opportunity to learn how to protect your spouse as well as yourself, whether you're single or married. And I want to give you a Susan B. Anthony quotation. Uh, she was the leader of the women's suffragette movement in this country. You know something interesting I mentioned um, on the air a couple of weeks ago? It hasn't even yet been 100 years in this country since women first had the right to vote. Mm -hmm. 
1920, 1920, not even 100 years ago, was when women were first granted the right to vote. Hmm. So get out and vote, ladies. Uh, You've earned the right. Susan B. Anthony said, I declare to you that woman must not depend upon the protection of man, but must be taught to protect herself, and there I take my stand. So, but she was a, she was a great lady and very important in the history of this country. And um, I'll give you one more quote because it's just kind of funny. This is from Susan B. Anthony also. I suspect that she never married, but I don't know. I should try to find that out. She said, no man is good enough to govern any woman without her consent. Do you believe in that, Tenny? Oh, yes, you bet. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to come back. Uh, I know this is a lot of quotes, but I want to give a quotation again from Ronald Reagan. Um, At the time when uh, Khrushchev uh, was in this country, Nikita Khrushchev, Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. That's a very important quotation from him as well. So let's come back and talk about some things that one can do to protect your financial assets. What we do in USA Wealth Group on Fonts Corner Road is we show people how to make smarter, better financial decisions, not only for retirement, but for the years leading up to retirement. Um, If you're 25 years old and listening to this show, you ought to be doing maximum contributions into a 401k account if you happen to be working for a company that does that. I see lots and lots of people who may have a 401k at work, and they may put in 3% of their income into the 401k, but the company will match up to 6%. Well, if you're not putting in the full 6%, then you're leaving dollars on the table that the company would be putting into your account for you. So that's one very simple thing you can do. Um, Social Security is a real concern in in this country because about half of the population files for Social Security at age 62. So here's a little tip. If you apply for Social Security at age 62 and you continue to work, then you're leaving dollars on the table because if you're making more than – uh, roughly $15,500 a year, then every $2 that you make over and above that, Social Security will take a dollar back from your Social Security check. You'll get the money eventually. Later, it'll be made up as an additional contribution. But in the meantime, um, you've made a decision to take it too early, and you're going to have a lower amount of Social Security for the entire rest of your life. Uh, there's a few simple solutions to that. If you happen to be in that category and you're still working and suddenly you realize that you're not getting the amount of money you used to in your Social Security check, it's because they're taking dollars back from you. And we can show you a couple of solutions to that. One of them is called suspend your benefit. And you can say, you know what, I'm not going to take it now. I want to continue to build delayed credits. Uh, And you can suspend it. So it's not... Uh, an impossible thing to make a few changes. Um, The other thing is, let's say that you're older and you've made some decisions to collect, um, and maybe you're collecting at 64 or 65, and you say, you know, I wished I had not done it then. There is an automatic redo that you can do, but you have to do it within a 12-month period. There are something like 20,000 pages of regulations dealing with Social Security. There's just under 400 
core rules for Social Security. And some of the strategies and techniques that you could benefit from, um, you're not going to be able to learn from the Social Security office. So take some time to uh, come to our seminar, learn some of the basic rules, and then we're happy to meet with you in the office as well. Uh, we can actually do a computer software analysis and tell you what the optimal age is for you to collect. And as we mentioned, we have a lot of good guides that we can pass out as well. Um, Mike, do you know what my favorite quotation is from Ronald Reagan? Tear down this wall? No, but that was a good one. That was very good. I appreciate that a lot. No, this is actually my favorite quotation from uh, Ronald Reagan. Some people wonder all their lives if they've made a difference. The Marines don't have that problem. <laughs> That's my favorite quotation because we have uh, four generations in my family that have served in the Marines. I don't believe he did serve, though, did he? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I believe I only know. a few of our presidents have actually ever served in the military. Um, but that being said, Ronald Reagan was certainly a supporter. I want to give you one more Ronald Reagan quotation. This will be my last uh, quotation for the morning. Um, and I think this absolutely resonates today when you think about what's happening with our $19 trillion deficit. He said, the problem is not that people are taxed too little. The problem is that the government spends too much. Real wisdom, real words of wisdom, right? I, I, I'm sorry, I have to go back on my little promise. I have to give you one more quotation because I really like this one from Ronald Reagan. The most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish sometimes that somebody like him were running for office? Yeah. My first memories of a president are of Reagan. So, Good. Yeah. Well, um, Mike, I'm going to give you one more opportunity to give us information about the upcoming um, seminars that uh, are taking place this coming week. All right, so we have two on Tuesday, March 15th. One's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and one is at 6.30, and that's at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. We have two on Wednesday, March 16th, and the first one is at 2.30, the second at 6.30. That's at Whites of Westport. And then finally on Saturday, March 19th, we have one at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road, and that's at 10 o'clock in the morning. If you want to register for any of those workshops, please give us a call at 508-998-8800, or you can register online at lancelawinc.com. And you're going to get a lot of good information if you attend one of these seminars and um, workshops, ladies and gentlemen, because um, I think this is the first one that you've done this year, correct? It is, yes. And, um and I, th I think it's important to note that these workshops this time are going to have two parts to them. One will be the part that Mike and I do about the legal side of things, whether wills are better than trusts or vice versa and, and all of that. The second part is what you're going to do, Ray, and why don't you discuss that a little bit more? Sure. We're going to be talking about uh, ways to think about retirement planning, ways to maximize retirement uh, income, uh, proper decisions you should make. What if you have worked, oh, say, for the laborers' union? Um, I'm working with some folks now that have done that. And you may have a pension, but you may also have a lump sum uh, amount that you could take. Should you take that out as an annuity, or should you take that out as a lump sum and put it someplace else? What are your choices and decisions you want to make about having money that's at risk and money that's, at, that's not at risk? Uh, for example, 
is there a certain age when maybe you want to think about not being so much in the stock market or in mutual funds, and you want to make sure that your principal is absolutely protected? I know when I talk to people, Tenny and Mike, um, the number one concern I always find is, I just don't want to lose my money. I've worked too hard all my life. I don't want to lose my money. We're going to talk a little bit about reverse mortgages. Um, I met with somebody recently who has an equity line, for example, that they're making monthly payments on of $500 a month, and they can't afford it. Well, they may do a reverse mortgage and pay off the equity line, and instantly they've saved themselves $500 a month towards their retirement income. But retirement planning decisions are important. It's also important to make decisions about how soon in life should you be getting more conservative with your investments. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of things of that nature. Social security is in many ways much more important for a woman than it is for a man, whether you're single or whether you're married. For a married woman in particular, it's real important that you make sure that your husband, your spouse, is making proper decisions. If he collects too early, for example, that means when he dies earlier than you, typically, uh, you're going to end up with a smaller check than if he had waited a longer time. We're going to talk about the interplay between IRAs and Social Security. Often you're better off to take money from an IRA account first and wait and delay taking Social Security until later. Most importantly, we're going to show you some things that you probably haven't heard about before on how to uh, protect your family and how to protect your money. So we hope you have an opportunity to join us. Mike, Attorney Michael Coleman, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you. Attorney Tenny Lance, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the radio.